Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. And this was fulfilled uh, in Luke chapter 4. And this is what it says. The Spirit, say it with me, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to those that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all those who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. Well, that's what we want, right? Beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment, say that with me, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. So uh, as God's people become trees of righteousness, then guess who gets all the glory? And if he gets all the glory, you're going to get some glory, right? You're going to be exalted. So uh, what I'm going to share with you is very, very important for this year and for the rest of your life. And I declared tonight that 2020 will be a very different for you, different from any other year. Do you believe that? Well, I declare that for you. It will be completely different than any year that you've ever experienced. And uh, uh, it will be a year that you cannot get up in the morning and guess, uh, uh, you know, guessing. Uh, because the kingdom of God is not a casino, right? It's not guessing. So you got to get up and you've got to know but you know, right? So uh, uh, we can't afford and we don't have the luxury of being ignorant of God's word. We got to know God's word. You gotta, you, there's no guesswork with this. You've got to know. So Hosea 4, 6 says um, that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And then Isaiah 5, 3, uh, he says, uh, therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge, right? So we can't afford to go into captivity from here on out. We got to be free, right? Completely free. And um, I started this in um, a group that I, uh, that I have, the Delta group. I asked those men, and I think I asked you Sunday, uh, there's three important dates in your life that you, uh, you know, there's many, but three major important dates for our life uh, in relationship to God. And number one, the day that you were saved. That's very, very important. And we know that uh, we have an enemy around us, and uh, there's uh, temptations, there's trials, there are attacks, right? And we have to be totally and completely grounded in God's word. So uh, 2020, uh, our scripture for the whole year that we're going to base uh, this year uh, on is Second Chronicles 2020. Um, the, and if you read this, uh, the, uh, the story in the 20, I mean, Second Chronicles 2020, oh, chapter 20, you see that it's a powerful story. It's about praise and how the choir won that victory, right? So uh, in uh, 2020, 2 Chronicles 2020, the last part of that, uses the word believe twice. He says, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be what? Established. Uh, believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. So in th this year, uh, uh, 2020, we, we declare we're going to be established, and we're going to prosper. We have to be cemented, right? We have to be rooted in God. No guess game here. You can't, you can't guess. And uh, some people say, well, uh, you know, I know God exists. No, no that's, that can't be our life. We've got to know exactly what God has provided for us, right? And uh, once we know what he's provided, then we're going to act on God's word. So in 1 John 5, 3, if you look up here on the screen, he says, These things have I written unto you, 
1 John 5, 13, who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, right? That you may know that you have eternal life. Uh, we don't want any surprises <laughs> when, you, when you're ready to, to leave this planet. You don't want no surprises. You say, well, I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. No, you've got to know but you know that you're saved, right? And the only way we're going to be saved is what uh, the Bible describes in uh, uh, Romans 10, 9, and 10. He says that if we'll confess with our mouth, right, and believe in our heart that God raised up the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. So we have to know, but we know that we're saved, uh, uh, saved people of God. All right, that's very, very important. So that uh, date is very important, the date that you were born again. You have to know that. And if you don't remember, take time to remember that date. Uh, because things will come and say, no, I'm an heir of God. I'm a, because I'm a son of God, I'm an heir of God and joint heir with Jesus Christ. So there's no way that you can be poor, right, or lack in your life. No way. Some say, well, uh, we might be. No, there's no way you can be. So in First um, John uh, five thirteen is very important. So the second date that you must know in your life is the date that uh, that you made Jesus your physician. How many of you know that this this is not steel, right? This is uh, flesh, right? And it can last a long time. It can be, it's very resilient. It can last 80, 90, 100 years, maybe more than that, 110, 20. Uh, but uh, you have to have the promise of God, and you have to know when you accepted him as your healer in your life. That is very, very important. When did he become your healer? Say, well, when he got saved, well, it's part of the package. But in reality, he did not become until you received him, right? For as many as received him. So salvation or everything uh, that God has for us is received the same way we receive salvation. You have to confess with your mouth and you have to believe it with your heart for anything that God has already provided. God's already provided. He's done the hard part, right? And our, our part is easy. Uh, it's easy. We just have to receive it. And how do we receive it? He says, believe the Lord God, right? And you shall be established. So we have to receive it. It's already been given. So it would be a crying shame. You get to heaven. He said, God said, this is the life I had for you, but you took this route. Ha! <laughs> he said, man, this is the life I have. I believe that God has that for us. He says, this is the life I had for you. And people, because they're lazy, they don't seek God, and, and they'll <clears throat> take off on another road. So it's very important that we understand that God is our healer, and we have to receive him. So uh, you don't have to tell me, but if I ask you, give me 20 scriptures on, on healing, that the Lord is your healer. Uh, well, how about five? You know, could you give me five? You know, that'll come out of your heart. You said, I know that he's my healer. Most Christians can't give you five. So they'll say, yeah, I think he heals. I don't know. And one little flu comes around, and uh, they accept it, receive it, and they're just as sick as the sinners. So God wants, can we be healed and walk in health all the days of our life? Yeah, we can, right? And then the third date that is very important is the date that you have received him as your provider. And those three aspects of your life are very, very important. That your eternal life, right? That's important. Uh, uh, healing, your health is very, very important. And, and then that area of finances is very, very important. Is God your provider, right? So uh, <clears throat> if he is, uh, could you give me 20 scriptures that he is your provider? That you know he said, this is, uh, this, I accept that. Uh, I believe in that. That's, uh, he is my provider. So uh, <clears throat> most Christians don't have, uh, don't have any kind of knowledge of the scriptures. You know, they hear it. He said, I talked to a lady today. She called me from another town. She said, uh, uh, <clears throat> would you agree with me? I said, well, what scripture are you standing on? 
you know, I'll say, are you a believer, right? She said, yes. Uh, she, I have all these needs. I said, what scripture are you standing on? She said, uh, well, I can't remember. Can you imagine? So she has no idea. So how in the world can she receive anything from God? You have to know the scriptures, and you got to know that God is your provider and said, I'll never lack in my life. It's impossible for us to live in lack. Impossible. If you're, uh, if you're walking according to the prince of God, you know his word. So it's important that we know it, right? Just like a, a lawyer. They go to school to learn just the law, right? And there's various types of, of law. There's criminal law, family law, uh, uh um, well, just, it goes on, uh, just uh, all kind business law. There's all kinds of laws, so you get the right lawyer. Can you imagine walking up to you and say, I don't know what the law says. Man, you better get you another one, right? So uh, you better get you another lawyer so he can defend you. So can we defend ourselves? You're a lawyer too. And this is the law book, the law book of the Most High right here. And you have to know this. You got to know this book, man. And know how to apply it. So people coming out of law school, they, they have to work uh, under, uh, uh, under a mentor, just like any other person wants to be a contractor. He has to work under a contractor so one day he can, uh, when he applies for his license, then he, uh, he can show that he's worked under somebody. So uh, you have to know this book this year. And you have to take time. So reading your Bible three Three chapters uh, 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 every day, I will begin that. But it's important to list all your needs today. List all your needs, and can you uh, cover each need with a scripture or a couple of scriptures? Can you cover your case? It's like going before uh, a judge who said, this is the law you can't give my client here a hundred years, right, for throwing a rock at a window. You can't give him a hundred years. So you know the law, right? So we have to defend ourselves. You've got to know the book and say, God, I come to you in the name of Jesus, and this is what you say, and you cannot change your word because you cannot lie. Can somebody say amen? So everything we receive from God is the same way we receive salvation. And God does nothing without saying it, and nothing happens unless you say it, right? Nothing, absolutely nothing happens. So we have to begin to say it, but we have to believe it. And once you believe it in your heart and say it, mm, the word begins to work. And once it comes out of your mouth, it cannot be restrained. It cannot be held back until it finishes its work. That's the word. The word is powerful. Can you say amen? So... Um, uh, this this uh, this evening, I want to share with you a little bit about the garment of praise, all right? And we understand that uh, praise is, should be natural to us. When you come and join, they start singing. I mean, they start singing. I just raise my hands. Man, I don't care who's sitting beside me and who, if I'm in the coldest, deadest church, right? I'm going to praise God, hallelujah, right? It's natural for it. And the reason it should be natural to us is because uh, behind genuine praise is gratitude. When you're filled with gratitude, you can't but praise God, right? You can't but praise God. He said, man, God, thank you. You brought me out of that hole. You brought me out of that prison. You brought me out of that bondage. You brought me out of that depression. God, you brought me out of that uh, hole that I was in. I can't but praise you. You see, you have all this gratitude. So gratitude brings on genuine praise and praise wow god inhabits the praises of his people right so uh, anytime we pray uh the first thing we do is start with thanksgiving that's very important because you have to have you have to have access to his throne once you have access to his throne start asking so if you don't have access to his throne how many of you ever experienced this? You prayed and you know that your prayer didn't go beyond that roof, right? You said, man, I know he didn't hear that and I didn't feel anything. I know we don't base it on feeling, but you knew that that prayer went nowhere, right? You had, 
you didn't have any peace about what you were asking. You didn't have any, uh, any assurance in your heart. And the reason is because you have to start praising God. That's why when we have praise, well, it's just something churches do. They'll have 15 or 20 minutes of, of praise. No, that's, that's not just a part of a program or, or we don't do that just to wait for the people to come in late, right? No, we don't do that. It's, it's very important that we start praising God because we have to enter into his presence. If everybody in church would come and start praising God, uh, they would have their miracle before they left because they're in the presence of God. We have prepared the atmosphere for the word and for them to receive miracles, right? So in that other ministry, Spanish ministry, brother, we have them shouting, praising God. Uh, and, and things start happening. You can feel the atmosphere completely uh, because of people praising God. I said, we're going to start thanking God here. We start thanking him, and then all of a sudden, we can start asking. It's, it's powerful. Uh, uh, the intercession that we've had on Friday, we're, the, I was speaking to the Lord, and, uh, and he, wanted, he wants me to have it on Sunday at 5 o'clock. I have a service at 6, but the uh, intercession will be from 5 to 6. So everybody will be invited to that. That's intercession. And that's very important because I'll show you that in a few moments. So gratitude is very important. Can you say amen? That's right. And gratitude is not only, if you listen to me real carefully, it's not just for what God has done. It's for who he is. Right? That's right. You worship him for who he is. Who is God? Well, remember Psalms 91.1? The Bible says that he is, he is the most high. Right? He who dwells in the secret place of the what? The most high. Somebody say the most high. He's the most high, right? And the most high means that he's over everything. In other words, he is above everybody, and he has the last word, right? A doctor would say, hey, you're going to have this for the rest of your life. Say, I don't think so uh, because you, you didn't make me. I have a, uh, a doctor, and he does not fail, and he's my healer, and he has the last word. He is the most high. He is above everything. Can you say amen? And then not only is he the most high, but in that same verse, uh, he is the all-powerful, almighty, right? So that's why we praise God, not only for what uh, God has given us, but because of God, of who God is. He's the most high, and he's almighty. So we got to begin to praise the most high. Can you say amen? He's all-powerful, which means nothing is impossible for him. Remember what Jesus said in Mark 9, 23? He said, if you can believe, all things are what? Possible to him that believeth. Praise God. Let's go to Psalms 89, 34. Just kind of giving you a little foundation before I give you these two points. Uh, in Psalms 89, 34, he says, my covenant, will I what? Will I, will I not break? Nor will the word that has gone out of my lips. Is that uh, pretty powerful? Is that a powerful scripture? Yes. We have to really believe God this year. It can't be no guess game. That word's got to be in you, and if it's not in you, you got to say it long enough uh, uh, until it becomes part of your heart, right? It's got to be from the heart that you believe it. And, and we have to uh, find scriptures for every need, uh, every need that we have, and cover your need with the scripture in the word. And, and you take it to God. You take it to the judge of the universe. You said, I, I, here I am, and I'm taking my lawyer with me too. He's never lost a case. His name is Jesus. Can you say amen? And uh, he is the word. In the beginning was a what? The word, and the word was with God, and the word is God. Hallelujah. So that's, how, that's the importance. Just by John 1, 1. It shows and demonstrates the importance that God gives to his word. And not only that, his love for the word. He says that I, my covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. I mean, that's a sure thing. You have to know this book and then just believe it and you'll be established. Uh, and once again, this year will be very different for you. Completely different. Can you say Amen. So uh, how many of you have heard this kind of wisdom, people? Well, sometimes God says yes, sometimes God says no, and sometimes he says maybe. Have you heard that? 
Well, that sounds nice, but it's, there's, no scriptural, there's no scripture for that. None. But God does have a scripture that all his promises are yes and amen. Right? Second, uh, Second Corinthians one twenty. He says, for all, how many promises? All the promises of God in him are what? Yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. God never says no to his promise. Now, why don't we get our prayers answered? Why don't we get our prayers answered? It's because we don't know how to pray. And then we have no basis for our petition that we take to God. We have no basis for it. We just say, God, I want this, you know. Oh, I need this. Uh, and you have no basis. you got to have uh, a scripture for every need that you have in your life. you got to cover your need. And then once you take it to God, you can say, God, I know you cannot deny yourself. This is what your word says, right? Uh, you said I'm, uh, you're my healer. Well, I'm going to walk in health all the days of my life. That's the way I've lived. Praise God. And then all the other areas of my life. There's no lack, no nothing. It comes. You say, where, where does it come from? God just brings it. And if he has to uh, send ravens, he'll do it, right? I mean, remember when they sent, uh, God had the ravens give uh, Elijah meat and bread? Where did they get that? I don't know. But every morning and every evening, uh, these ravens were coming with some steaks, man. I don't know how they did, whether they stole it or what, but uh, it, it was already perfect. And this uh, prophet was just sitting by the brook, and uh, every day for about a year, he was fed. Can God do anything? He can do anything, man. And here we are uh, just uh, fretting over $100, you know. No, we got, you got to start extending expanding your your uh your faith this year and it's starting today that god is going to uh, really give me these things in the name of jesus can you say amen so uh if we're not sure that our prayers are working it's time to start jumping right start praising him right gotta start praising him because praise cannot fail can you say amen so and also i'll refer to this on sunday that uh uh, everything's connected to uh, whatever happens in our life to the health of the inward man. And we got to make sure he's healthy. And if you have a healthy inward man, then you're going to have a healthy body. Because your body is not the real you. It's just the shell. So you've got to get the inside healed. And then your body will, will, will line up. And then your finance and everything else will line up. Can you say amen? Look what it says in Psalm 16, verse 8 and 9. He said, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad. My heart, say that with me. My heart is glad. And my glory rejoices. My flesh, which is body, will also rest in hope. Man, you start finally getting rest in your bodies, Right? You start sleeping good. You start feeling good. It's because your condition of your heart uh, is, is uh, well, the, the, the condition of your heart is health. Can you say amen? Health starts with a healthy inward man. Third John uh, 1, verse 2. You know that scripture. Beloved, I pray that you, that you may prosper in how many things? In all things and be in health even as your soul prospers. Psalms 42, verse 5, look at the relationship uh, between the inward man and, and the outside. He said, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted with me? Hope in God, for I will, shall yet praise thee for the help, uh, for the help of his countenance. Can you say amen? Proverbs 17, 22 is another good scripture. He says, a merry heart doeth good like what? Like medicine, but a broken spirit. It drieth the bones. So it's very, very important to have a healthy inward man. Now, how do we uh, get everything lined up? Well, the only way is to, is to have communion with the Spirit of God. And the only way to have communion is to pray. Somebody say pray. When you pray, guess what? And especially you do this one hour a day, the Spirit of God will begin to reveal to you your heart. And he'll show you 
that thing that you thought was insignificant is not insignificant. Uh, and it is defiling you. And it's, uh, uh, not a, uh, it's uh, hindering the answer to your prayer. And the only way to do that is to be in the presence of God. Some things uh, we overlook. And once again, we see them as insignificant. But when you're in the presence of God, uh, you're, there's a brokenness. And you begin to tell, uh, ask God. And God begins to show you things. And he says, make this adjustment. You make that adjustment. And boom, health comes. And then the blessing comes. The door opens. Can you say amen? So it's important to uh, praise the Lord uh, uh, at all times. And um, this is why in uh, the scripture in Isaiah 61, I'm going to share two points with you tonight, which are very important. And the first point is like any garment, you know, the, uh, any shirt, pants or any, any garment that you put on, the choice to wear it is whose? It's, it's our choice, right? So it's the garment. Uh, the prophet referred to uh, praise as the garment of praise. And the choice is just like any other garment. The choice is ours. So uh, praise, like garment, can be occasional praise or it can be a continual nonstop, right? It depends. You want to take it off or do you want to leave it on? And you can have that garment on all the time. Never take it off, right? So praise can be nonstop. And uh, we can have continual praise. And this is why when you read the, the life of David, uh, he became what he became because of praise. All right. Now notice this one. Let's go to Psalms 34, 1 through 3, because this year is going to be a, a, a tremendous year for our lives. Psalms 34, 1 through 3. Uh, we see David wearing praise like a garment. He said, I will bless the Lord at how many times? At all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. So in that psalm, well, we see David saying, I praise the Lord all the time, continually, right? Continually his praise is in my mouth. Now let's go to Psalms 103, verse 1 through 3. And this is, uh, we'll, we'll use King James on this one instead of the new King James. He said, oh, oh, God, my heart is what? Fixed. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake, psaltery, and harp. I myself will wake up early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people, and I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. David said, my heart is fixed. So when you're fixed and cemented, that means you're not moving from this position. David said, I'm going to continue to praise God, and that's not going to change. That's not ever going to change. Nothing. It will make me change uh, uh, from me praising God. I'm already, my heart is fixed already. It's fixed. It's cemented. It's settled. I'm not moving from this position. I will praise God continually at all times, and my heart is fixed, and nothing's going to uh, change that. Can you say amen? Nothing's going to change. I'm going to have this garment on. Regardless of what people say, I'm going to continually praise God. We have to learn that. Is praise important? Is it powerful? It's powerful, right? It will take you into the inner courts of God, and you have access to God, and then your prayers will be answered. Most Christians, they get up and pray, or they'll pray, and then they'll walk off, and then they didn't have their prayers on. They shouldn't even prayed. You've got to get into the presence of the Lord. Begin to thank him. Sometimes it takes 30 minutes to start thanking God, right? Start thanking God for everything he's done for you. Maybe the month, the day, the week. Lord, I want to thank you. I'm alive. Thank you for writing this. We, we forget to thank God. But once you start thanking God, you're there. And God said, well, now ask me whatever you want. I'll give it to you. And that's, what da that's why David became such a great man. Because... He, he, he was already uh, uh, positioned and fixed, unmoved and on his position toward God. He said, I'm going to praise God forever. And then I'm going to give you an example. This will be in the uh, NLT, uh, New Translation, 2 Samuel 16. 
Remember when uh, David uh, was bringing the ark back to Jerusalem? Remember that one? 2 Samuel chapter 16, verse 16 to 23. And he says, but as the ark of the Lord entered the city of David, uh, Michael, the, the daughter of Saul, uh, looked down from her window. And when she saw David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she was filled with what? With contempt. Uh, for him and they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the special tent uh, David had prepared for it and David sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings to the Lord and when he had finished his sacrifices David blessed the people in the name of the Lord uh, of heaven's armies then he gave to every Israelite man and woman in the crowd a loaf of bread a cake of dates and a cake of raisins then all the people returned to their homes when David returned home to bless his own family, uh, his wife, Michael, Mich oh, what is it, Michael or Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him, and she said in disgust, "How distinguished the king of Israel looked today, shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do." And David retorted to Michael, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father and all his family. He appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord, so I celebrate before his name. Yes, and I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished so michael the daughter of saul remained childless throughout all her entire life why because she touched the anointing of god it was not just david dancing when you dance and when you start praising god guess what the presence of god comes and then it's dangerous then most churches, it's not dangerous for, uh, to do any kind of foolish thing. People are just looking up, you know, never praising God, thinking, texting. I mean, but if they're in a place where the Holy Ghost is there, listen, God begins to deal with all that mess. Churches are filled with adulterers and all kinds of people. It's because the presence of God is not there. But if the presence of God is there, guess what? People are going to be different. Can you say amen? God would begin to judge all that. And in that day, she thought it was just... He was just playing. He was out there just dancing and leaping. And David took some of his clothes off, and he was just dancing, praising God, man. Yeah. And uh, he was glad the Ark of the Covenant had arrived in Jerusalem. So, man, he said, it's the presence of God. He started dancing and praising God. How long he stayed dancing and praising God, I don't know. But, but uh, his wife was looking down, through, uh, down the, her window and saw him, and she thought it was just foolishness. And when he got home, he said, I'm going to bless you now. I've blessed all of Israel. The ark is here. And then she started her long face and earned her, uh, her words. Uh, and, uh, but she was really speaking against God when she did that. And from that moment, her womb was closed, and she never, ever gave children. So uh, is praise important? It's very important, right? David said that he praised God seven times a day. Psalms 119, 164. And I don't believe it was just for, uh, just he said, okay, stop. Uh, just a couple of words here. Let's just stop. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's go on with the work. No, this, this guy would praise. He had 4,000 musicians, paid musicians. That he said, okay, start praising him. 4,000, can you imagine? Not singers, musicians, trumpets. Every kind of musician, uh, harps, everything, just to praise God. That's how much he believed in the presence of God. So if we're praisers, wow, you'll have the presence of God. And what need would you have if God is present? Hmm. If God is present in your home, what need would you have? Nothing. He's there. He's going to meet every need. So imagine you getting up every morning, taking 30 minutes just to begin to praise God. Not asking him for anything. Just begin to praise God. 30 minutes. 
Every morning before you start praying, you say, Lord, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for everything you've already done for my life. I shouldn't even be here. And start praising him. Thank you for my house. Thank you for the lights. Thank you for the water that I'm going to take a shower with. Thank you, Lord, for this and that. We don't do that. People get up and they're murmuring and complaining, right? Not you, but a lot of people do that, right? And then, then they start uh, asking God for things. He said, oh, God didn't answer my prayer. Well, I guess he said no. No, he, he didn't hear you. He, didn't, uh, he, he heard what you said, but he's not answering you, right? And it's not because his promises are not yes. All his promises are what? Yes and amen. In other words, it's already been given. And God, he said, this is a reality. This is something that you can have. Everything I promised you is already yours, but you got to do it my way, right? And you have to begin to praise him. And it's gratitude. When we have gratitude, uh, we understand gratitude, right? Imagine you giving uh, your son or your daughter everything and she gripes all day. And then she comes back and says, Mom, would you give me $100? I'm not giving you nothing. And she said, I, you say, oh, would you throw the trash out? Would you wash the dishes? She said, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. And she's murmuring and complaining. But then she comes back that same day and asks you for money. How much money is she going to get? Nothing. <laughs> See, you're that smart, right? Praise God. So uh, uh, that first point is very, very important. Like any garment, the choice to wear it is our. And David chose. Nobody forced him. He just said, I will bless the Lord continually. And my heart is fixed. He said, I'm not moving from here. He said, what if your, your wife don't like it? So what? He said, what if your neighbors don't like it? What if Israel speaks? Well, I don't care. My heart is fixed, man. I will continually praise God all the days of my life. And when you do that, you come into this point that is very important. Non-stop praise will give you non-stop blessings. Not sporadic blessings. You'll have non-stop blessings in your life. That's what's going to happen when you start when you start praising God and when you made up your mind and your heart is fixed that you're going to continually praise God. Can you imagine you come out here tonight, you say, from, from this day forward, uh, I will praise God every day and all throughout the day. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. Man, you'll have the presence of God upon your life. Anything that you couldn't get in the, in the, in the past, boom, will happen. Nonstop praise will give you nonstop blessings. Can you say amen? So we need to understand today there's a link between the garment of praise and irreversible, continual blessings. There's a link. There's a connection there between praise and continual uh, blessings. So uh, when David said, I will bless you at all times, listen to me real carefully, my heart is fixed. And then God said, what would you say? He said, I'm going to bless you at all times. Well, God said, well, I'm going to bless you at all, for, uh, at all times too now. I'm going to really bless you now. And did God bless David? Oh, he did. Look at 2 Samuel, verse 8 and 16. And uh, this is in uh, New, a New Living Translation. He says, now go and say to my servant David, this is what the Lord of heaven's army has declared. I took you from, attend from tending sheep in the pasture and selected you to be the leader of my people Israel. Uh, and then verse 16, your house and your kingdom. Listen real carefully. Will continue before me for all time. And your throne will be secure forever. David said, I'm going to praise you for uh, at all times. I'm fixed. I'm not going to move from here. I will continually praise you at all times. And God says, I'm going to bless you forever now. Your throne. And guess who's of, of the Lion of Judah? Jesus. So, the, uh, so his throne, the throne of David, continues, he'll continue forever. Praise God. God honored him. Uh, he honored God, and God honored him. So if we honor God by praising him and thanking him, then uh, God's going to honor us. Can you say amen? 
Now look at Jeremiah. This is a powerful scripture. I'm just about through here. Jeremiah 33, verse 20 to 21. This is what God said about uh, David, all right? He said, uh, this is, I think, the New Living Translation also. This is what the Lord says. If you break my covenant, if you can break my covenant with the day and night so that one does not follow the other, only then will I break my servant, uh, my covenant with my uh, servant David. Uh, will, uh, then, uh, and only then will my covenant with my servant David be broken. Only then will he no longer have a descendant to reign on his throne. The same is true for my covenant with the Levitical priests who minister before me. So God made a covenant. He said, uh, if you can break my covenant uh, from, uh, from the sun show, uh, coming up in the morning, if you can stop that, then I can stop my covenant with David. But it's not going to happen. And the reason is because this, this king all of a sudden just said, I'm going to continue to praise you. And God heard that, and he said, man, I'm going to bless you now forever. Can you say amen? So in other words, whenever God finds someone who says, I'm going to wear the garment of praise continually, then these are the people who are going to receive irreversible, continual blessings in your life. You will have irreversible. Nobody can reverse those blessings on you. When God blesses you, the witches can say, I curse this woman. Can't do it. Right? Somebody say, I'm going to curse you. You're not going to make it. You can't curse what God has blessed. Right? You can't. It's impossible that all the witches stand up and try to curse you when you've already belonged to God and God's already declared a blessing upon your life. You're going up. Right? Praise God. Now we just got to... Uh, uh, tap into this and begin to become praisers in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, are you ready to wear this garment of praise? That's it. It's up to us now. You see, just like any other garment, we decide if we're going to wear it or not. And for how long you're going to wear it. Or if you're going to take it off. Or are you going to have it continually on your life. Can you say amen? So, when we do that, then... Uh, we will be blessed. So I declare tonight that uh, your life will be completely different. This year is a very different year for you and for your family. Because uh, uh, you will know the word. And uh, you have to do some research. <clears throat> we have uh, all kinds of uh, telephone aids now. <clears throat> you can go to Google. And they say, give me scriptures for, uh, <clears throat> for healing. You can look at uh, many of them <coughs> there, and you can say, these two fit me. These two, I'm going to base my life on those two. If you have a financial problem, you can say, these two scriptures will be for my life. Then you memorize those scriptures, and then you declare them, and you meditate day and night with those scriptures, and you find yourself uh, walking in, in a blessing that you've never, you've never walked before. Because God will not alter his word. And all the promises of God are yes. When I look, open this book and God says something, by his stripes I'm healed. He can't change that. And it's his, he said, that is a yes for you. It is. Well, praise God. I stand on that. You know what it means in you. And you stand on that. But most Christians don't know what they're standing on. <clears throat> they don't have any basis for they're believing God. So if, if you have the scripture and you stand on it, I can guarantee you're going to be blessed. And you'll not lack. I had a guy. Well, Tony is a, a good example of that. He was sitting on this side, I don't know how many years ago, but he was a dead man walking. His sister went all the way to Oklahoma to pick him up. Miracles were taking place. She said, I'm going over there. She, she went and picked up... Uh, 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 Tony and brought him uh, to to church and Tony was in bad shape when she picked him up at the hospital the doctor said you can't walk out of this hospital if you walk out you are dead you are a dead man well he only had uh, uh, a heart that had had two heart attacks it was damaged 
he had his liver, which was because he was alcoholic and a drug addict and homeless. So his liver was only uh, functioning at 3%, right? And then his kidneys uh, were not functioning, and he was urinating blood and uh, bad heart. And uh, apart from that, he had the worst kind of epileptic, ep epileptic seizures, grand mal seizures. So, and he had been taking medication since you were nine, nine years of age. So, he came here, and God totally, completely healed him. A guy that was not going to live, he wasn't going to live. With all those kind of things, a heart, a bad heart, uh, bad liver, kidneys, uh, uh, epilepsy, uh, and then uh, drunkard, uh, and an alcoholic, and a uh, drug addict. There's no way he's going to make it. He was dead. But look what God did. Praise God. Right? It's a great testimony. Powerful. If we just get a hold of God and get on his word. I had a, uh, a guy that came from uh, in the other ministry. Uh, he came from uh, one of the Central American countries. And uh, he, when he came here, I remember when I, he walked in, he was just looking around like he was lost looking around do you know what he he had uh they invited him to come so he came in and uh, uh this guy was an alcoholic and a drug addict and did not know how to read absolutely nothing in spanish much less english couldn't speak english but couldn't read in spanish his native language so uh uh he got saved and then uh, uh he came to my group he wanted to be part of my group of the uh, Omega group, and uh, and he said, uh, Pastor, you s you said that I had to read the Bible. I can't read. I don't know how to read. I said, You will read if you're going to be in my group. So I'll show you what what to do. You you get your iPhone, and you'll start hearing it and following. So he took the iPhone, and I says, I said, Where do I start? Genesis. So he don't know how to read, but he started following, and. He read the whole Bible through, and then by the time he finished it one time, he was reading. And then he read the Bible the second time. Now he's on his third time around reading the whole, just about reading the whole Bible. And this guy is blessed. Now watch this. A guy with no education from another country, uh, uh, in, uh, not knowing English. Uh, him and his wife are, are really blessed. And... Uh, I asked him last night, I said, how many houses do you have? Two houses? He said, no, I have four houses. And I said, how much do you owe on those houses? He said, zero, debt-free. Can you imagine? Just in a short time, uh, he got a hold of the word and he believed it. So if God could do it for him, he can do it for you, right? Uh, we got to start believing God's word. Uh, does God uh, promise us to be, does he give a scripture on being debt-free? Yes, so we have to believe God, and everything that you owe can be paid for. You can walk in health, be blessed, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, right? And we're going to have powerful children and grandchildren. We're just going to be blessed uh, if you'll just believe that for 2020. But you have to know this book, and you've got to be cemented in it. You've got to be established in the Word, and then start praising God. Because it's important that we have access to his throne. And there's no way to get in there unless you praise him. Not uh, when every time you start praising, praying, and getting into intercession, you spend your first 30 praising God, thanking him. And before long, God does a work in your heart. He shows you things that are not right. And then before long, you got the petitions that you've asked. It's easy. This is easy. This is not difficult. This is this manual just gives it to us, gives it to us in a way that even children can understand it. It's a very powerful, very powerful uh, way to live. Praise God. So, are you ready for 2020? Okay, uh, let's do this. Let's stand up and let's. Be, uh, we have a little time. Let's begin to thank the Lord now, just for a couple of minutes. Begin to thank Him for uh, what God's already, what God has already done for you. 
Just begin to thank Him. Just already, uh, just start thanking God. Just begin to thank Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you've already done in my life. Just begin to thank Him for everything He's given you. Praise God. Father, we praise you. Just let it come out of your mouth. Just begin to praise him. Just begin to thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Just make it uh, a part of your life from now on. That you're going to be a praiser. That you're going to be a person full of thanksgiving and gratitude. There'll be no murmuring or complaining coming out of your mouth. If you don't have something, it's not God's fault. It's on the receiving side, not the sending side. And we have to make an adjustment and correct that. But once you start praising God, you'll, you'll be in His presence. And once you're in His presence, you will hear His voice. And God will begin to speak to you. You said, this is, this is where you have to make an adjustment. This is where you have to forgive. This is what you have to do in your life. Uh, you have to correct this area of your life. You have to correct this. Uh, this is not pleasing to me. You have violated my word. This, uh, what you see as insignificant is not insignificant. You have violated my word now. You've made vows. You've made promises, but you have not kept them. That's a sin. And the Bible tells us in Romans 14, 23, that anything that is not of faith is sin. And it's impossible to please God without faith. So that's the, uh, one of the greatest sins that Christians have, is not believing God's word. But we're believing God right now. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for each and every person here tonight. And we thank you, Father, for, uh, for the revelation that they're going to have throughout this year, Father, because they're going to be in your presence. They're going to be in your presence now. And, Father, it's not a hit and miss, trial and error. No, they're going to connect with you. And, Father, they're going to know beyond the shadow of a doubt, Father, uh, that what they're asking you, they will receive because all your promises are yes and amen. And, Father, we thank you and we give you praise. We give you praise, Father. We give you praise. We worship you tonight, Father. We give you all the glory and all the praise. And, Father, forgive us. Hallelujah. Forgive us, Father, for...